Well, two weeks ago, I um, Pentecost Sunday, and I spoke on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and and um, spoke about the power that He releases in us and what He does in our lives. You know, Joel two says, "I'll pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams." Your young people will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And of course, that, that prophecy of Joel's was fulfilled on, in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit fell upon the group of people up in, the, in the, what's called the upper room. They were scared witless. They were hiding. They, they'd seen Jesus raised from the dead, but they still didn't know really what to do with it. And Jesus had spoken a whole lot of things about you know, waiting because this, the Holy Spirit was going to come. And they really didn't understand it. And then... One day, boom, the Holy Spirit arrived. And we, we all know what happened. It just blew the place apart. They just got a, a boldness. They stepped out and the church was born. And of course, while it started in Acts chapter 2, it's, it's a promise to us all. Peter goes on, he says in Acts 2.39, For the promise is for you and for your children and all those who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So in other words, if you are a believer, then the promise of the indwelling Holy Spirit is yours. And, you know, then I spoke about some of the things that, that the Holy Spirit does to us, how he transforms us and when we embrace him. And, you know, then actually it was really neat at the end, and I've had some testimonies, it was a really powerful outpouring um, on, on a number of people here, and many of you had a fresh impartation of his presence. And I just want to encourage you, you know, when something happens like that, and, um, you know, it, it's not about the experience in terms of feel. You know, some people were, were, were shaking and vibrating for half an hour more. Others were crying up for no. Some people didn't do any physical manifestation. And that's okay because it's not about that. It's about what's going on inside you, you know, what the Lord's doing. And what I want to encourage you as well is when anything happens like that, not just to have an experience here at the front or in your seat and say, oh, that's cool, go out and get a coffee and kind of forget about it and think, yeah, Sunday, church on Sunday was really, really great. You know, I shake, you know, shake rattle, roll or whatever happened. Wasn't that awesome? I can't wait to have it happen to me again. <laughs> that's not what it's about. I want to really encourage you to, that... To learn to grow in the Holy Spirit, it is really about knowing him. And you get to know him like you do anyone else by spending time with him. It's so important we understand who he is. And we need to just really build that into our spirits. And I just really want to encourage you, when you do have any kind of encounter, where it is, whether it's in church, by yourself, whatever, really, um, I call it steward it, really take hold of it and and allow what that experience, kind of reflect on it, allow the Holy Spirit to to touch, get get by yourself and begin to learn to build a sense of awareness of his his presence. You, You can build that place where you're aware of him where he just captivates you. You know, there's, there's, he just, he wants to do good things. He just wants to touch us. He just wants to, to, to pour himself out in us. You know, that, that, he just loves us. And that, that's his heart, is to just be with us. And as I say, it's so important that we understand who he is, but I think sometimes we get a little bit confused. You know, the, the Father we understand and we're, and we're to focus on him and, and, and understanding God in his fullness and there's this, this revelation that he's brought, bringing into our, into our house across the land today, the, the sense of being, you know, of the Father's love at new levels. Because as the outpouring, as I've said before, Toronto was the Father's blessing, it was the outpouring. And, and we embraced that, but we didn't really understand how to re- respond as fathers, sons and daughters. 
And so often we still lived in that place of being an orphan. But, the, but now he, he's renewing and growing and taking us to new levels in that. And then we, we see Jesus, you know, and we have a, a, an understanding there. And I think that that in some way has been, you know, I'm talking about the kingdom of God tonight. But, you know, in, in our day and age, one of the things that we had was that, that thing of salvation, of the, the um, getting saved, you know, the gospel of salvation. And while it's, it's a good message, it's an incomplete message. Because I believe the gospel of salvation led us to Jesus, but it never led us to the Father or the Holy Spirit. And so we're discovering again through the gospel of the kingdom the fullness not only of Jesus, but of the Father and of the Holy Spirit, and so important. You know, we, we look to Jesus and we know who the Father is, and, and, you know, really everything comes together when we look at Jesus. And the Holy Spirit's given to us to quicken us that revelation. He celebrates, you know, on Jesus. I love it when you read the Gospels and you just you see the Godhead kind of um, bragging on each other. You know, they just love bragging on each other. <laughs> they, they just love in, us introducing each one, uh, giving us an encounter with each one. And one of our, our primary focuses here is about encounter. You know, our goal is for, to open doors so you can encounter. See, if it's about religious education, if it's about learning a whole lot of stuff, it's about even knowing the Bible, we've failed. Because you see, I mean, I can get letters from, from Sue telling me a whole lot of stuff about her, and I could quote all kinds of statistics, but unless I experience a relationship, I know nothing about her. You know? And it's so important. It's so important, you know? Um, And God is releasing that through us. That's, that's such a core thing. And that encounter can happen in a moment's time, just so he can captivate. And I remember one time standing at the front of the church when I was, I was really beginning to step into leadership and beginning to say, God, you know, is, is this for me? Am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed? Because I'd never, in the earlier, realized that God is calling me to be a senior leader. And, and standing there, and just in the worship, just all of a sudden, I was so aware of Jesus walking up the aisle. And he just came and he just put his hand on my shoulder and he said, you're doing good, boy. And in that moment was the encounter, was the confirmation, was, was the understanding. So it can happen like that or it can be a process. Just as I said, as you're learning to steward and grow in the things of God and, and positioning yourself to receive, it's all happening for us. It's all available. And that's what we're going after. What we're going after, it's about encounter that shifts your world, that really makes a difference. And even this morning as I'm talking, you know, you can have an encounter. Because it's not about what I say, it's not about how I say it. It's about what he does and what you have. You know, it's really about expectancy. Expect God to interrupt and touch you. You know, I, I mean, one of the things I pray is, God, this is your day. Do with it what you will. I think he will anyhow, but <laughs> you feel better if you're actually kind of agreeing with what he's going to do anyhow. And I try to position my heart to be aware of him and, and, and having encounters. And, you know, it's learning to live in this place of, of, of expectancy, of being open. Um, and, you know, I've talked to you about the favour thing with, with the car parks, and, and it's a silly little thing. 
when, when we came back from America a few weeks ago, I lost one of my bracelets and I just couldn't find it. I hadn't, I'd taken them off because every time I go through security, <laughs> I get the magic wand all over me. And so I figured I'm going to take all the bracelets and stuff off and, and just go through. But when I got home, I couldn't find one of my bracelets. And I have looked high and low. I've looked at my suitcases. I've looked everywhere. I'll get through my stuff. It's just gone. And this week, I, or actually, I can't even remember if it was Thursday or Friday. It was one day this week. might have even been yesterday. I just said, you know, I said, God, I really would like my bracelet. And this morning, I, I just in my study, I was just putting a few things away and sitting right on top of everything with my bracelet. I'm like, yeah, come on, Lord. That was good. You know? I was really pleased about that. Acts <laughs> 10.44 uh, says, um, you know, and this is Peter when he's preaching Cornelius. It's the first time um, they've been preaching to non-Jews. And I mean, there's a high level anxiety in the room from the believers. Peter's not too sure why he's there. He's only there because the Holy Spirit's given him a clip around the ear and said, get over there. So he's kind of preaching the word, totally unsure. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who had heard, heard the word. Now, wouldn't you mind that this morning? <laughs> Be much easier for my job, I tell you. And it's a much easier choice, you know, to position yourself. So yesterday as I was, I was preparing my sermon for this morning, I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you know, I just want to let them know who I am. I just want to let them know who I am for them. And I want them to be refreshed and renewed in me. So this morning what I want to do is I want to do something just a little bit different. And what I'm going to do is I want to speak out some of the names of the Holy Spirit and the ways the Holy Spirit is described in the Word. And here's what I want to ask you to do this morning. As I, want to, as I speak these out, I don't want you to analyze them. I don't want you to write them down even. I don't want you to kind of tick the boxes to make sure I get all the names. <laughs> okay. Just thought I'd put that one in there as well. I'm not even going to elaborate on, on them this morning. What I want you to encourage you to do is receive. Now, this may be a little bit out of your box for you um, and, and maybe a little bit different, but I just really want to encourage you to position your heart this morning. Cool? Cool. Why don't you put your hands out in front of you? The Holy Spirit, we just give you permission in this house to encounter us today. Lord, we refuse to settle for just education, for knowledge. Because, Lord, we've decided to study the Bible to gain knowledge is not enough. It's only when we're encountered by the God of the Bible that it matters. So, Lord, we want to just release you here today. Lord, this is already your house, but sometimes it's easy to forget that. So we just want to align our hearts with what you want to do today. Just touch us afresh, I pray. So here we go. I'm just going to read these names out. Firstly, he's the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of Christ. You know, as I read any one of these out, you can grab hold of them. They're for your taking. It's not... You know, door A, B, or C and choose one. They're all available for you this morning. You can take it all. He's the spirit of the Father. He's the spirit of promise. 
He's a spirit of holiness. You know, sometimes we get to that place where we go, I keep just trying and I'm trying, but I don't just seem to be good enough. I always am caught with that problem, with that sin. Tell you what, you don't have to try. He's here for you today because he's a spirit of holiness. And he's releasing something right now. I just believe there's a couple of people right now. Take that. That spirit of holiness is for you this morning. Receive it. You are holy because your father is holy. He's a spirit of truth. Oh, isn't that good? This is one of mine that I so often need. He's a spirit of of wisdom and understanding. He's a spirit of might. And of counsel. Oh, I need answers. Well, he's got them for you this morning. He's got them for you this morning. He's a spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He's a spirit of grace. He's a spirit of, ready for it, glory. Come on. A spirit of glory. Yeah, just release that right now, Father. He's the indwelling spirit. He's the comforting spirit. He's the convicting spirit. He's the convincing spirit. He's the eternal spirit. He's the regenerating spirit. He's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And that power is yours right now. Right now, Lord, just release it. Power, power. And just feel there's a, a, a power for resurrection of dreams, that there have been dreams that have died, and the power of the resurrection of Christ is being released in you right now to reignite that dream, that dream. You feel someone who has put aside writing a book or has had a dream about a book, even a thought, and they thought, no, that wasn't me. It is you. It is you. It's that creativity that the Lord's releasing in you right now. Right now. He's a distributor of the love of God. He's pouring it out on you right now. Just, just soak it in. Just soak in that love. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, release more of your love over this house right now. More, Lord. Soak it in. Be sponges this morning. Sponge it up. Sponge it up. Yeah. He's the imparter of life. He's our personal intercessor. Do you know he prays for you? He presents what your needs are right before the throne. Two years. He's our worship leader. He's our guide. He's our teacher of truth. He's our revealer of truth. He's a guide to and into truth. (laughs) He's the fire of God. Come on. Let us have some fire. Let us have some fire. He's the anointing. The anointing. He's the oil of anointing. I love the oil, huh? Love the oil. Because he's the oil of gladness. That's what I love. 
gladness and joy. That's for you this morning. Gladness and joy, that's for you this morning. He's the oil of healing. Just feel right now there's some, some like, you may feel oil. It's actually rolling down your head, over your head. That's, that's an impartation. An impartation of the Holy Spirit right now on you. Just an oil of his presence. Let it come, Lord. It's thick. Vibrant. Thank you, Father. He's right here this morning. He's healing. He's releasing. He's touching. He's the steel of our salvation. The confidence that we have that Jesus not only died for us, but that that was for us, is the seal of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life this morning. He's the down payment of our internal inheritance. I said it a couple of weeks ago. The down payment is normally a small amount that you put up. And yet he says that, so almighty God himself is our down payment. How good could it be? How good could it be? He's the guarantee of every blessing. He says all the promises a yes and amen. They're yours. He's a gift giver. He is the gift of the Father. He is the promise of the Father. He is the rivers of living water. And he's the descending dove. He is one that's my favorite. He is the Ruach, the breath of God. Inhale some of that breath. Oh, yeah. Mm, thank you. Thank you. It's the breath of God in the Old Testament. He's the pneuma, which is the breath and wind of God in the New Testament. He doesn't change. Let that breath just blow over this place right now. Thank you, Father. The wind of God just over this house right now. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. He's the overshadowing that produces life. He's the inspiration that offered scripture. He is the inspiration of the scripture. He's the voice of God. He's the power of God. He's the everywhere presence of God. He's the witness of our adoption. He's the one who keeps his hand on you and says, he's mine, she's mine. She's never going to get lost. Whatever stupid thing he does tomorrow, he's still mine. Whatever great thing he does tomorrow, he's still mine. However nice he is tomorrow, he's mine. However grumpy he is tomorrow, he's mine. You see, it's not about who you are, it's about who he is. And his finger's on you. His finger is on you. He's our baptizer into Jesus. He's the baptism from Jesus. He's our liberator. He's our impartation. He is divine and he's Holy Spirit. 
Just soak in that for a minute. Soak in it. Take what you want. Come on, it's all yours. It's all yours. More, Lord. Just more. More. Just feel that, that, that weightiness. That's his glory. It's not, this is not mean to manipulating it or anything else. This isn't some weird thing. This is about him. This is about him. I know it's a little bit different, but I just really felt this is what he wanted to do this morning. You know, in every one of these descriptions, there's life for us. Right now, just receive it. Breathe it in. He is the breath of God. He's our joy. He's our freedom. He's our dance instructor. He's our worship leader. It's pretty cool, isn't it? He's our worship leader. Because we worship in spirit and in truth. He is the truth. Thank you. Just enjoy him. Take whatever he's doing. I mean, I don't apologize for what he wants to do. <laughs> he's serving different things to different people right now. We're in, we've got a banqueting table here this morning. If you're visiting, you came on the right day, I reckon. <laughs> There's a table spread before us. He said, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he'll give us the delight of our hearts. And he said, at his right hand are pleasures evermore. Delights. There are delight. You know, you don't live just an adequate life in the kingdom. You live an abundant, fruitful life. God only thinks in terms of fruit, more fruit, and greater fruit. It's about abundance and life. Now spread before you today. It's spread before you today. Psalm 23, 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. It overflows. When something overflows, it fills to the top and it just keeps filling till it runs down. You are meant to be the overflow of the kingdom. When people come in contact with you, they can't help but encounter Holy Spirit because you're overflowing them. He wants to overflow through you and in you. And then we get to exchange things. We get to exchange things. My sorrow for his joy. My sadness for his glory. It's all available. You know, right now there's an exchange program going on in heaven this morning. If you came with depression, then you can, then joy is here for you right now. You can exchange it. Because the Holy Spirit's in the house. That good news. He's in the house. Exchange your sickness for healing this morning. Exchange your debt for his provision. Your sorrow for his gladness. Your rancid old stinky oil for his holy pure oil. 
man, I'm trading my sorrows this morning. Are you ready to trade? He's got a good deal for you. Got a good deal for you. All you have to do is imagine whatever it is, pain, depression, sorrow, brokenheartedness, whatever it is, see it in your hands and see Jesus come. And he takes it out of your hand right now. Right now he's taking it out. But the good news is he doesn't leave you empty-handed. Right into that hand he's putting joy. He's putting blessing. He's putting hope. He's putting encouragement. He's putting favour. See, those are the things that describe you this morning. Health, joy, wholeness are yours today because he's here, because he's here, because he's here. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Murrah translation puts it this way, The origin of the life of the Father produced in the Son is now the life the Spirit produces within us. Isn't that awesome? The original life of the Father reproduced in the Son is now the life the Spirit produces produces within us. That's what is throbbing through your veins. You know, do you realize the son has the same DNA as the father? You are a new creation of heaven and the Holy Spirit abiding in you this morning, the blood and the DNA of God Almighty is is pumping through you. You see, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You received a spirit of adoption. You receive the spirit of adoption. The spirit of life is in you this morning. And you know what? He's more than a power, although he's powerful. He's more than a, than, than a feeling, although he makes himself felt. He's more than a manifestation, even though he manifests himself. He's the third member of the Trinity. And he's here this morning wooing us. See, it all happens by the spirit. This is why it's so important we get to know him, to live in this place of intimacy and connection with him. He's not satisfied with you doing religion. He's not satisfied with you being good. He wants you to be carriers of the very life and breath of God. It's yours. It's yours. And you know what else he does? He empowers us to call Father Daddy. Abba, Abba, Daddy. Not just the Father, he is Father, our Father, because of the Spirit dwelling in us. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that releases that sonship into us and teaches us how to walk in it. Romans 8 goes on, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Bear witness there means to collaborate, to give testimony. It means that he's bringing your spirit into alignment with his spirit right now. That our spirit is beginning to learn to resonate with the same frequency as that of his son. Isn't that awesome? You're beginning to resonate with the thing of God. 
not about knowing what's going on. It's about embracing what he's doing. It's about him. It's about him. You see, when we begin to resonate with the same frequency, we begin to move in that thing of the Spirit of God. We we find ourselves saying what the Father said and doing what Jesus demonstrated. The Holy Spirit declares that I am the Spirit of God and 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 I am the evidence that it is all true. The Father says, your son, your daughter. And the Holy Spirit resonates in your spirit right now to testify to it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, it's really impossible to talk about one without the others, isn't it? Yeah. You 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 can come back. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And just says, do you feel a presence here this morning? Uh-huh. Being aware of who he is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, so often we've we've had such. I've said this so many times before. We've had this whole thing, and we've been so confused as we looked at God. When we've seen Father as bad cop, Jesus as good cop, and Holy Spirit as crazy cop. You know, we, we haven't really known how the whole thing fits together. Or Father as wrath, Jesus as peace, and the, the Holy Spirit as comforter while we get punished. We, we really haven't got hold of it. Uh, Father hates us, Jesus loves us, and well, we've not been too sure about the Holy Spirit. But it's not like that at all. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together are inviting us into deeper and deeper levels. See, this is what on earth is in heaven it's all about. Anything we do comes from this place of understanding and resonating with the Spirit of God. For those of you of Bob here at the conference, he was talking about how DNA, you can, they actually have now, you can send your blood away and they do a test and they actually can pick up the frequency that the DNA within your blood actually has a music, produces a musical sound and it was really interesting he played some and then he played some with cancer the blood and it was the same tune but it was much harsher much out of it was out of tune it was just you know because the blood cells there and and just you know I think it'd be interesting if you could almost get the blood of someone before they became a believer and after they became a believer I wonder if there'd be more harmony I suspect there would be but it's probably getting into the land of yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know, really, we, we need to live in this place that the Father is God for us, Jesus is God with us, and the Holy Spirit is God in us. And he's just wooing us right now into new levels of intimacy. You see, out of that comes the power. Out of that comes the confidence. Jesus said, I do nothing but what I see the Father doing. It wasn't just the healings and stuff, but it was that they were attuned, they were in relationship. You know, if you read, it's like when he's walking up to raise Lazarus from the dead, he starts praying. And I don't know about you, but I get this feeling it's almost like he's now publicly praying something he'd already been doing privately. 
because he was in that place of constantly abiding and being in the presence of his father and in relationship. You see, see, God the Father loves us. The Son's proved it, and God the Holy Spirit has proves it. Sorry, God, Jesus proved it in the past. The Holy Spirit proves it now for us, living in that constant. Father God declares the miraculous. Jesus Christ acted upon it, and the Holy Spirit empowers it into you right now. See, it was the Father that wrote our inheritance. It's Jesus that paid the price for it. And if you like, the Holy Spirit's the executor of the will, ensuring that we have everything that was paid for. The question is, are you going to step into that place of partnering with the executor to receive everything that has been paid for? Because it's learning to position ourselves in this place of relationship with the Holy Spirit that allows us to access resource. The Father provides resource. The Son gives us access and the Spirit delivers it. The Father um, states our identity. Jesus modeled it and the Holy Spirit declares it into us and releases it through us. We are sons and daughters of God. And the Holy Spirit is wanting us to go into this place of just understanding and walking in him. Romans 8, 17 says, And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, then we may also be glorified together. You know, that translation leaves something, at, at the modern translations as if it's something we get to choose. You know, if we suffer with him, then we'll get to, to glorify with him. But really it, it says it's much more of a... Um, since we we are, are the translation really should be since we are we are represented and included in his sufferings, we will therefore be glorified with him as well. See the difference? The fact that we have really, in a sense, when Jesus went on the cross, we went through the sufferings with him. We the price was paid for us. Now we are positioned in that place of embracing glory. The will of God, you know, listen, the will of God is not a narrow tightrope on which we have to balance ourselves in the hope, we, you know, I hope this is the will of God. Oh, oh um, um, am I going to be a, a doctor or a lawyer? I don't know, am I going to? Oh, that's how we live our lives. Listen, the will of God is not a tightrope. It is a luxurious, bountiful field. It is a luxurious, bountiful field. We have to break off this historical lies of the enemy that if we go to the left or the right, we're going to be out of the will of God. You, you know, listen, as a child, when you did, you know, you, you lived in the bountiful goodness of your parents and sometimes you did things that weren't so hot. Sometimes, you know, but it didn't break relationship. But we've been sold this good lies that if we, if we do even one little thing out of wrong, we're going to be judged. It's rubbish. We have a father who is open-hearted, wanting you to experience and push into everything that's available in heaven. I mean, one of the things that he, you know, (laughs) I'll preach the kingdom of God as far as I can. And I, you know, I don't know what the boundaries are, but I'm going to push them as far as I can to find out. And I don't believe that when I get to heaven that God's going to pull me up and say, listen, you talked about my goodness too much. I am really ticked off. I don't think he's going to be like that. I think I'm living in pretty safe grounds. 
And I think that when we believe, it says, taste and see, there are invitations to each one of us to embrace the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit afresh. My challenge to you this week is to go beyond what you've lived, to go into another place, to step out. You see, what he is looking for is he's looking for sons and daughters. He's looking for friends and lovers. He's looking for relationship and partnership. He's looking for, for, for friendship. He's looking for relationship. He's looking for those who will partner with him and say, I believe the word of God and I'm going to act on it. I'm not going to sit around and talk about it. I'm not going to you know, read about it. I'm not, I am going to do it. You know, we need to position ourselves. This is an open invitation into the power and the presence of the glory of God. The door is open. You know, one of our, our, um, I guess, values or or statements we have here is that the the, the light is always green. Let me tell you that. The light is always green until it turns red. We don't want to ever be a church where the light's red and, you know, you've got to check out, make sure all the, you know, you've done all the right things before you have a go at something. No, no, no. Have a go at something. Push the boundaries of belief. Push the boundaries. Taste and see how good he is. You know what? It just might be you that raises that person from the dead. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say, really. (laughs) Amen. You ready to take some risks? Come on.